Hello Life Changers, thank you so much for joining us. We have got an amazing sermon for you, so why don't you lean in, grab a notebook, grab a pen, and get ready to hear of the more that God has for us. Good morning church. Welcome, happy Sunday. It's good to have you. Online people, where are the online people? Over there. It's good to have you online. It would be amazing to have you in the room though, um, and just have you celebrate life and, and salvation with us. If you were wondering what that sound is, that was like the background noise, background sound, it's not feedback, it's not these guys, it's actually the sound of dry bones rattling as people come to life encountering Jesus in the room. So don't, don't worry about it, it's, it's going to be okay, you'll be fine. But this morning, I would, I, would, I would like to, actually, I'm thinking about it now. I'm introducing a series. This is a promotion. <laughs> no, normally the big chief will like put the stakes down in the ground and like lead us forth. But we're starting a series called What's It Like? It's going to be a series that will run for six, seven, eight weeks, more or less around that. And it is simply us trying to explore what the kingdom of God is like through the parables of Jesus. And this morning I get to uh, uh, play sort of, what's that in cricket, Mark, when you first bet? Opening, there we go. I get to open this morning with, with one of my favorite parables in the book of Matthew, but we'll get there. Imagine you are in a courtroom and you are the judge, okay? You've all just been promoted, good morning. And one of the parties comes up to you and says, or in, in the argument, they keep throwing this word around, sui generis, sui generis, that one. It's Latin, and it means of its own kind, of its own class. And what they're basically trying to do, what we're trying to do is to, is to get the presiding officer to interpret the statute the way that we want him, to, he, him or her to interpret according to the context. So we're basically saying, Mr. Judge, Madam Justice, we want you to interpret this clause in its own unique way. Don't worry about where it is in the contract, but it's, it's a right that's in its own class. Where are my learned friends? Can I get an amen? Here we go. And then the other party will come up and say, he used them generis, which basically means, no, it's the same kind, it's of the same kind. It's the one and the same thing. It's one of the same thing. It's basically that, it means that. So you've got this two sort of opposing views and, and thoughts because one is trying to get the presiding officer to view this matter or this clause as a separate sort of of its own class. It's not the same. And the other one saying, no, this is exactly what it's like. It's copy and paste, this and that. That's just a very brief, and I'm doing this concept injustice. But I hope you are following. This is important because when Jesus spoke about the kingdom of heaven, when he said the kingdom of heaven is like, already that phrase, the kingdom of heaven, there would have been, there would have been ideas and concepts in his listener's mind. So some of them will be like, ah, yes, I know what it's like. The Pharisees are like, yes, big Jewish uh, men who have got robes and who are the in, who are in. And some will be like, no, it's actually like social justice. 
Oh no, it's actually like a, a military coup to, to bring down the Romans. Whereas Christ was saying, it's of its own kind. The kingdom of heaven is it's unique. It's in a class of its own. So as, as, he's, he's, as he's telling these parables, he's constantly in, in, in the mind of his listeners, whether, the, whether it's the disciples or just the crowd, he's aware and he's trying to expose their narrow-minded thinking around the kingdom of heaven. He's, he's trying to, to tease out the way that they have sort of put in their minds the, the, the kingdom of heaven both now and in the future. So he's saying it's of its own class. It's sui generis. And the listeners are saying it's used them generis. Now, we'll be doing, like I said, a series on the, on the kingdom of heaven and through and in and through the parables of Jesus. There's a couple of points that I just want to lay down. And the first one is that the kingdom of God is easy to miss. Okay? It's, it's easy to miss. It's, it's, it's somehow vague. It's somehow, it's, it's, it's easy to miss. I might think that I understand it, I get it, but it's quite easy to miss. The second one is that it's a king, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God calls and prompts a response. It requires some sort of response. As we'll be going through the parables, we will see some of the positive responses and negative responses that the listeners elicit, either through action or through their response or sometimes no action at all. And the last point is that the kingdom of heaven is transformative. It will achieve its purpose. It will meet its mandate. It will complete the work that it is set out to do, that Jesus has set out to do. Amen. Amen. Right. With that in mind, and, I'm, and, and those were really just uh, teasers because the next speakers and preachers will, will expand more on the principles of, in, of the kingdom of heaven. What we're going to do now is we're going to take, uh, we're going to zoom into one parable in Matthew chapter 20 from verses 1 to 16. It should come up. There we are. The NIV version says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and send them into his vineyard. Verse 3. About nine in the morning, he, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about noon and about three in the afternoon and did the same thing. About five in the afternoon, he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day long, all, all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard sent to his, said to his foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were, who were hired about five in the afternoon came and each received a denarius. So when, those who, when, so when those came who were hired first expected to receive more, but each of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. Those who were hired Last worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I am not being unfair to you, friend. <laughs> Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want to do with my own money? 
or are you envious because I am generous? So, already, we are seeing a clue here. The parables of Jesus. Jesus uses parables, which are basically stories that he, 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 he invents using the, the imagery that would have been familiar with his listeners. So, vineyards, landowners, farms, seeds, coins, sheep, and with that imagery, already there's assumptions that are packed. As a listener in that time, in this context, I'm already thinking, hmm, okay, landowner, okay, rush, harsh, workers in the vineyard, goes about nine in the morning, six in the morning, nine. There's already uh, um, sort of assumptions. There's already a, a used damn generis. You're going to be Latin scholars this morning. There's already, this is a I know how this is going to play out. Or rather, in fact, this is how I want it to play out. And he, 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 he uses this imagery and he conveys a message to them, the principle about the kingdom of heaven, that will flip their understanding, that will flip my, your understanding on its head. He, he shows the, the sort of the counterculture, the counterintuitiveness of the kingdom of heaven. And of course it's important that we, we understand and read this parable in its context. What had happened prior to chapter 20? We had Jesus blessing the little children, saying to them, uh, saying to his disciples, these are the greatest. If you want to be the greatest, you must be like these ones. We had a rich young ruler who came up to him and said, what can I do to be perfect, to inherit the kingdom of heaven, to inherit eternal life? He said, oh, you know the law, obey this, obey that, gives him the Ten Commandments. The man says, no, I've been doing this all my life. Jesus says, oh, wow, that's very cool. You lack one thing, though. Go sell your possessions and you will inherit, and come be homeless like me, and then you'll be fine. <laughs> the, the young man says, hey, bows out, said I'm out. Then Peter then says to, 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 to Jesus, Hey, we left everything to be to follow you. We what's it, what's in it for us? Hey, we we better than that guy. Oh, I'm not sure whether it was a we better than that guy or it was a desperate to say, oh wow, how's this gonna work? He says, and Jesus is kind. I like his response. He says, No, those who've left mothers, children, and farms and houses will inherit more in the coming kingdom. Then he tells this parable, the workers in the vineyard. And then if we fast forward, he has an encounter with the mother of, uh, they say, the mother of Zebedee's sons. I don't know why it's just like Zebedee, the mother of Zebedee's sons. Like Zebedee has to be worked in there somehow. So we know at least. She comes to Jesus and says, hey, can you do me a favor? Just a little clean favor. Let the clean fancy. One of my sons, your left, your right, in the coming kingdom. And then Jesus responds, says, hey, but, you know, do you guys know what you're asking here? They're like, yeah, sure, we're in. And the, the story goes on, the other disciples hear about it, and they're like sort of miffed with the others. Hey, how can you guys sort of like back channel here? Like, but the context here is there is an understanding of position. There's, a, there's an understanding, a concept of status, a concept of where do I rank? Where do I stand? What's in it for me? How much um, influence, how much am I going to get? 
This is the context of this parable. Now, the other, other parables find their own context, and they will be worked out accordingly. But this, in this context, the big idea is, where do I stand? How much will I get? Return on investments. Let's, let's level that out. And Jesus now, identifying the theme that's happening, <laughs> being all-knowing, tries to work his way, tries to work the message. First of all, there was a very kind response. I, I think this is much better than if, you, if you've read that encounter where he says to Peter, get back behind me, Satan. I mean, this is, this is a lot better than that. Like, don't worry, you will get something. Yeah. The other encounter, it's not so lacquer. But he says, don't worry, there is something that you'll get. But then it keeps coming up. It keeps coming up. And then he's like, well, actually, I need to set the record straight here. And he tells this parable, that, that, that last verse um, in, in uh, chapter 20, he says, so the last so the first, rather, will be last. The first will be last. Well, last will be first, and the first will be last. Thanks, VP. I need better eyes glasses here. But he, he sort of yanks that. That for me is, is, is far, it's is a lot harsher, if I can use that word, than the first response. No, there is something that you'll get out. But he's sort of saying, I've, I've, I've teased, tried to tease the message in, but it, 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 it doesn't seem to be landing properly. So, what we're seeing here is the, the idea of, or the need, rather, for position and status in the coming kingdom, when the kingdom plays itself out, when it comes to fulfillment. And we spoke about the, 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 the context or the interactions before and the interactions after, and Jesus then tells this parable. And in this parable, we see that there is a landowner, so we're going to do a deep dive now, a semi-deep dive into the parable, who decides to call whomever he wants at whatever time. What would have been counterintuitive in the context of the listener is that they're going to hire even after the early morning even after the 6 a.m. or whatever time that was. That would have been, hmm, that's a little bit odd. And how, how, how do we sort of know this? Because we see that with the first workers, he says, I will pay you this. There's a, there's a contract that's agreed to. This is normal. This is how we do things, whether it's during harvest time or whether it's just the landowner who prefers to have seasonal workers. There's an understanding and, and there was an acceptance of you were hired at this time and that's the wage. And then surely that should be it. That should be, we're we done. But we see him going out again and again and again. And that he will determine who he will hire, who he will call. We're seeing the workers who in this parable all show an initial sort of positive response. They respond to the call going into work at the vineyard. And we're seeing, however, right at the end, the ones that were hired first, exposing the culture of the heart, the culture of my heart, the culture of your heart. Which is to say, but if I have put this much in, there should be a better return on investments for me than the other person. To say, somehow I'm forgetting 
that I was standing in the marketplace or standing in, 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 in the place where seasonal workers were hired, looking for somebody to call on me. I'm forgetting that initial sort of favor and grace that is extended to me, and I'm now becoming entitled. I'm forgetting that I've been called into the story of Jesus to transform the world with a crew of people that, that, that he says, these are the people I'm going to impart my heart to. And I'm going, can I have left and right? Can I get closer and closer? The heart becomes, as, 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 as I live out this life, as they live out their lives, as they lived out the, the, the religion at the time, the heart shifted from receiving with grace to now what am I entitled to? Imagine, imagine Jesus telling a modern-day parable. What, what themes capture your mind at the moment? Finances? Provision? Status? Community? Family? What, what are some of the, the points, the themes, if I can call them, that he, he, would, he, would, he would go for in this day and age? And we're seeing lastly in that parable the payment or the reward that came from the master, that, 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 that generously, that generous master, who even with the first workers, you know, there was, there was a bit of a, a, a rabbit hole that I went through and I was able to pull myself back with sort of the level of pay. That this was, some, comment, some commentators says it was a usual pay, but then others say it was quite generous. It's quite generous because if, I, if you think about landowners in their minds, if, you, if, if you're sitting in this day and age and you're saying a landowner went out to hire workers, you're really you're thinking, okay, harvest time, there's time to reap, there's tax that must be paid because they were still under Roman occupation. Now, for him to go out and say, up front, this is what I'm going to pay you, that's quite generous because the tax collector... Oh, is it Matthew himself? Oh, wow. He writes this. Because yeah. the, the tax collector could at any point willingly say, no, actually today I'm collecting five heaps. And now I'm committed to one denarii per person. Hey. So there's a generosity even at the level of the first workers. When, when they see, in the parable, when they see the others receive more than what they think they deserve, there's a grumbling. A grumbling against the master. A grumbling against the landowner. And I, I like his response. He says, my friend, I didn't cheat you. This is what I said. This is what you, this is what you and me have contracted to this. What is it to you, or oh, those are my words, what is it to you that I pay them the same? In fact, I should have paid them more. What is it to you? What, it, what is it to me? It's that there's an expectation in my heart. There's a, 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 a usedom generis, like for like, this much in, this much out, that is constantly running in my mind, in my heart, and the kingdom of heaven, Jesus is showing that the kingdom of heaven does not work that way. Yeah, I'm having Bunty help me preach. I'm having Mark help me preach. 
This is awesome. You just said it doesn't work that way. Thanks, Bonte. <laughs> Exposing that it does not work that way. And also showing that it will, the kingdom of heaven will achieve what it's set out to do. Now, what, what does this mean for, for me and you today? I mean, we, we understand that Jesus walked the earth, had a couple of guys follow him to help advance his mission of bringing the kingdom of heaven, of making it known, you know, fulfilling the promise of Abraham where he said, through you, where God said to Abraham, through you I will reach all the nations, all the nations will be blessed. And he's working around that, 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 the idea that, you know, they were the first to be called and they were like in the in club and rather that, that, that uh, trying to, to, to show that, you know, the grace of God will expand to everybody. So what does it mean for me and you sitting here t- today, this morning? First of all, God's call is all-inclusive. If we think about the workers that were hired last, in the narrative, in the parable, in the context, just using some creative license now, they would have written themselves off because the time, the opportune time to be called is, is gone. Put ourselves out at this time in the morning. Landowners come, pick from amongst us. Time is gone, that's it. It's done. Go try somewhere else. But there was a, oh wow, even we are in. Even we are in. So it, it doesn't matter what's been happening or what's currently happening. The call of God, the call of God's kingdom on your life is still going on. It's, it's, it's not about maybe let me, I, I really like this, this, I feel there's something here. I feel that I, 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 I need to give myself over to the kingdom and the rule and reign of Jesus. But there's just some things in my context that still need to work properly. There's the, I had a chat with somebody uh, last week who said to me, you know, I like this thing that you, you guys are doing. It's like, you guys. So I was like, okay, which you guys? You guys, you guys, or you guys, you guys, yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, yeah, gotta watch these things. He says, he said, but you know what? But my family, we just not church people. The sort of discounting of the self. I'm, I'm, I'm just not as, 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 as passionate as, as, as this other person. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's all inclusive. Doesn't matter. And also for me this morning, and, and, and perhaps somebody else who, who, who has been part of the, the Jesus movement for a long time, it's a reminder to my heart that I need to allow myself in moments to be an instrument of God's call to others. That it, it's not up to me to determine who the kingdom of God is, is like the invitation is extended to. It's, it's not up to me. Sometimes I go, uh, there's still a lot that needs to happen here. Maybe let's, let's, let me work my way slowly into the invitation for Jesus. They're inviting this person into salvation. It's not up to me. 
And the last point is that God's grace is extensive. It knows no bounds. It, 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 it knows no bounds. His, his, his grace that was poured out almost uh, um, two, more than 2,000 years ago when Jesus said it is finished. His, uh, the, 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 the free gift of life, of eternal life that comes with that, it, it knows no bounds. And whether that's whether I'm not seeing that in the now, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The kingdom of heaven, the mission of Jesus will achieve its purpose. Whether I'm seeing it now or whether it doesn't match my ex expectations. And what this parable is teaching us primarily with that last will be first and first will be last is a transformation of our hearts. It's not a, 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 a stick that, you know, uh, it's not a threat to say, oh, well, if anybody's going to get everything, then what's the point? It's, it's the heart. Yeah. It's the heart. We saw earlier on Jesus saying to Peter, there will be rewards. There will be rewards. But in looking forward to that reward, don't allow the heart to get corrupted with the expectation because the kingdom of heaven, the mission of Jesus, him coming to earth to redeem us is not what we think it is. But he's revealed it. To say it is about him. It's about him. The kingdom of heaven is about Jesus. The kingdom of heaven is about Jesus. That, that's what it's about. It's not about working hard and doing that and doing it's about Jesus that was an amazing sermon if you would like to find out what your next step is why don't you go to our website lifechanges.org.za or follow us on social media to find out about what is happening in the life of our church life changes church we love you have an amazing amazing week